0: the world is coming to destruction the human race is becoming a disgrace it's happy hour happy hour happy hour on what the fuck day is it I don't know, let's see sometime in the 20s 24th 25th 25th of this uh, this wonderful fucking month of April I am in great pain getting this hip Getting surgery on this hip has just been the hardest time in my life. It's been such pain. Some, there's an ice pick. There's an ice pick jammed in between my hip and the ball and socket joint. A bunch of them, in fact. And uh, they're really cold, but they cause all kinds of inflammation. Is what it feels like. And um, I think I can take care of it. I uh, I can take an incredible amount of pain. I've walked around with uh, blown discs in my back for since I was 17, 15. I don't know, uh, just great deals, great deals of pain, Uh, emotional pain, blah. I can take that. I've been through that my whole life, but uh, but taking this every day, every moment, every every second, uh, being in pain. um, I have some low level painkillers and. Uh, unclench everything for about an hour, then everything tightens up. My groin pretty much pulls off of my leg. It, it, it's so it, it's so torn. Uh, hamstring, just totally hamstring. Incredible pain, and uh, you can never. i never, I won't be able to stretch these out probably for nine to ten months until the hip gets rehab, and that. Nine months is a long fucking time Jesus Christ Motherfucker <sighs> I need a happy hour You know I'm not, I'm really I don't know, glad I don't drink anymore Because it, it smells bad And you stink And you go to a smelly bar And it smells like Wet carpet And my dog's been rolling around on there I don't uh, I don't like that uh, but I do like smoking an incredible amount of marijuana with the right people, or by myself, You know, I can I can do either. You know, either one uh, either one will work for me. But uh, yeah, I uh, there's no reason. I, I'm, I'm in fact I'm smoking right now. So as we speak, as we speak right now, I am speaking, smoking, smoking. I think we'll call it smoking. It's. Uh, that's a new thing, I've got my cat right here with me, she's, uh, she's gonna be taking it home with me tonight, we're gonna call it a, we're gonna call it a, call it a short episode, because I have nothing to say, and I'm not very interesting at all, so there's no, there's no use in putting anyone who could ever possibly listen to this to get anything out of it, because I don't, I don't care enough for one thing, and I don't care enough for one thing, uh, talking to a friend a great friend he's going to be uh, he's going to be on the show here next week and uh, he's you know talking about we uh, started start off with a grind pole his cousin was a hockey player for 40 years and he uh, he's had a pole grind for 40 years and then we're still talking about him you know he's got a music he's like a cop and and that's cool because Jason's cool and then his sister, um, she she went and got a humanities degree to start off with, and she wasn't real pleased with that. Couldn't find a job. There's that word job. And then she went back and got a got her MBA, which I, I still don't know why you need a uh, a business or a marketing or an MBA, a masters of business administration. I just think all those people. I don't understand anything about their numbers. I can do very complex math. I mean, I've I've, I've gone through trigonometry and uh, made that through with a B and uh, worked my ass off, but I can do it. I can do any. I I can look through an entire college b- booklet that shows all. ...of a goddamn undergrad degree... ...than I can do every fucking one... ...because I will be... ...I will stay awake for seven weeks... ...and study harder than anyone else... ...and I'm... ...you know... I'm, ...I'm pretty smart right now... ...I didn't have to work very hard to get my degrees... ...didn't have to work very hard at all... ...but I did when I needed to... ...and when it came to finals... ...I was studying... I was week? 18 hours a day. Uh, you yeah. come on, uh, get up 6:30, go to school, go to class, study, 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 drink coffee, eat a muffin, uh, study, study, study some more, play pinball for a while. House of Magic, greatest pinball machine ever. Uh, study, study, jam myself. Then end of uh, end of yeah, it was semesters the last time when I finished at the University of Minnesota it was, I, you know, I just punish myself, I I push myself way too far, and my body, I don't eat, um, I just get, uh, that's just my mode, I go into that, so I'm prepared for anything, and there's not any final that is going to get by me, nothing, not one fucking fall. Not one follow that's on the television. not one fucking final have i been not have i been ill ill repaired for I remember uh, just the night before uh, of some of my finals, many of them I'd be so tired while I was studying and certainly get sick, I'd get sick every every winter semester. I would, you know, take finals before Christmas, and I would, I would be, I'd get sick, I would have a, some sort of flu, um, I'd, I'd catch something, because I wasn't, you know, I'd be outside, I wouldn't think anything, I'd just be in school, 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 I would be up all night, sometimes I'd allow myself a 15 minute nap, and then I'd get up, and I'd push myself again, and learn, and learn, and it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't repetition. Now, it was a repetition that helped me learn it, but it wasn't uh you know it wasn't repeating I wasn't memorizing things and then just writing them down i was i mean you know i still i i can I can rattle off almost all of my classes I ever most of them I had never taken, and I remember studying the hardest four classes that were really fucking hard uh, hardest class I think I had was. Agronomy. It was a 164 class of lab science. thought it'd be easy as fuck. Hey, I know a little bit about farming. Let's just go in there and talk about plants. But I opened that textbook, and I listened to that first day lecture, and I thought he was speaking in Russian, and everything in the book, like the whole book, had been shaken the whole book had been like rolled down a hill and all the letters got messed up because they didn't understand one thing it was talking about. But that was a great class. I had a great teacher. We had fun in the labs. I uh, had sex with one of the girls that was in the lab. And I, I wouldn't even call it uh, having sex. I'd be like massive wild beasts fucking for five days. And God, that was incredible. That was incredible. Her name was Molly, which uh, that's interesting. In fact, uh, I'm going to go completely off rogue off topic here, but I've had girl, I've had sex with five girls named Molly. I don't know who else can say that. Who else can say I've had sex with five girls named Molly? Two of them had boyfriends. Three of them had boyfriends, and two of them, two of them that had boyfriends, they thought that I played. Uh, Football at the university uh, The big school And uh, what was because I was working at a bar Bouncer and bartender The security You know It had to be called Uh, One day a girl asked me You know Do you play Do you play football And I said Hell yeah I played a lot of football In my day And uh, I was was a very good football player In high school Excellent Could have played in college Just didn't want to and then, this was when I was 26, um, working at William's Pub in uptown Minneapolis, nasty little fucking bar, that was actually pretty nice, it wasn't that bad, but yeah, there's, uh, there ends up being three girls named Molly working there, and I, uh, two of them, you know, like I said, had the boyfriends, and they thought, they really did think that I was, that I played at the U, and I could have played at the U, but he would have been on the practice squad. That you know, that uh, got to stand on the sidelines and watch the game, and and uh, <laughs> not not rest for the game. It would have had to have been 15 or 16 injuries before I would even be on the be on the field. And and that's cool. That's cool. I wouldn't mind going back and got some hitting in, but I couldn't take that. Uh, I couldn't take that. The first. I couldn't take the the August. Spring training the first three weeks that, uh, that would have killed me, I didn't have time for it, I was, uh, I was just busy, too busy doing other shit, but, you know, and she said, where do you go to school, and I go, well, I'll go to you, and, uh, she's like, well, you play football, and then I, you know, I said, like, well, yeah, I played football, and, uh, that's how the myth got going, and then some way, shape, or form, after, after a shift, we were all sitting around drinking in the basement, and um, one of the Molly's, Molly Anderson, I think it was, and there was a girl named Molly Malali, which is kind of funny to say, but it was her name, and she was fucking hot, and so was the other Molly. Molly Anderson, tall girl, blonde girl, really, really great body, but she had a drinking problem, my goodness. I thought, that I got silly and goofy when I drank, but no, that wasn't nothing, but anyway, she was funny, she was funny, very smart girl, and, and, uh, from me over, you know, to a two-man, 2 my little booth there, and she says to me, she said, Brent, um, I'm going home with you tonight, and we're gonna fuck, and I said, alright, get your coat, let's go, and she says, "No, we're gonna. I'm gonna finish this beer, and then we're gonna go to your place and just get wild." And it was. Well, see, we got there about two thirty, and we were still going at it until about ten in the morning. And luckily, I had nothing to do that day. In fact, I didn't even work that night. She had. To, she had school. She had class. She missed class. She missed. She went to work, and she was exhausted and sore because. I drilled her in every possible position, um, yeah, that, uh, this is way too much information, but, uh, the medication I'm on, um, you know, I can get a really hard dick, and, but the medication I'm on, I don't, uh, I don't actually ejaculate, you know, I don't spew, um, and that that's a that's a good time for me because then every girl they uh if they talk to another girl they'll be like, Hey, what well, what was Brent like when you fucking him? And they'll say he didn't stop for eight hours and uh and and I wouldn't but there would there would be some, some oral action in that would actually oral action that would actually uh take care of that. Um but uh just incredible. And then she as, you know, we were kind of in between and halfway falling asleep and whatever she said to me, she said Brent, um do you mind if I tell my boyfriend about all about, about, about this and I thought about it and it seemed real strange at the time but I, I, I didn't fucking care and I don't care right now but I said you know, I said yeah sure go ahead and uh, I, I just asked her, I said well well, you know, is there a reason, or just offhand? You know, just sort of documentation. Does he want to come on to shoot me? You know, don't tell me where you don't tell him where I live. But now she said he just wants to somehow. You know, like he wants to know what it's like to have a Division One football player fuck his girlfriend. And he was just this little Weasley guy, nice enough guy, nice enough guy, probably a great boyfriend, but I'm a terrible boyfriend and uh he he wanted to know what it was like to f- get fucked to have his girlfriend fucked by an incredible athlete and I am an incredible athlete at up until about thirty four I was an incredible athlete and i'm uh, I'm not lying. I was dunking basketball at about thirty two but I was having some trouble getting up because my ankles and my knees were. They were starting to swell. or filling with fluid, and my hip wasn't doing. Yeah, you know, wasn't doing great at that age either. But then the other Molly at work. She Molly Malali. Never forget her. She was beautiful. She was. She was. Well, she was a <laughs> two gymnast named Molly. Uh, Molly Malali that I worked with. I think she had finished school. I, I, I think she did. And she had a boyfriend who was a just a goofy looking little skinny guy and she deserved to be with a guy like me. Big buff, always has money. I was goddamn good looking in those days. Motherfucker, I was good looking, I'm not a lion. And she, one day, uh, she saw me running around Lake Yahoo, uptown Minneapolis, not too far from where we worked. And I was wearing just my yellow shorts, you know, running, actual running shorts. And, uh, you know, because I don't want to go jogging in long, baggy basketball shorts, just wearing my, you know, just wearing my jogging shorts, had my, uh, had my music going on my ear. I think I was on my way over to Lake of the Isles and she saw me. And then I came into work later that day at about three to get the whole place set up and, you know, be the first one off, first one there, first one done. And she's, she's setting up the place and she looks at me and, uh, Oh, uh, you know, I like, uh, I went home, jogged, shower, blah blah. Come there, I look, you know, look good wearing some other clothes because I didn't open for an hour or so. And uh, she was just looking at me kind of strange. And when we were talking, you know, she's a, she's she was fun to talk to. And I uh, I took up my shirt to put on my work clothes there. And she said, "Hey, Brent, I saw you jogging around on the lake with no shirt on." and you had a headband, and you were listening to music with them, in the little yellow shirt, and I'm pretty sure you're gay, and that was the little game she was playing, I looked deep into her eyes, and I knew what she was playing, she was thinking, okay, if he blatantly disregards and gets mad, well then he might be gay, but I'm not, um, heterosexual male, so, um, I didn't say anything, I just went over, and there was only one way into the bar, and it was, I was just a mess, it was you had to go under the bar to get out of there, so I go over there, she was, uh, in the pool room, about 12 pool tables, getting everything set up in there, cleaning, whatnot, and I come up to her right away, I just casually walk up to her, get a little closer and closer, and I grab her by the, uh, she was wearing jeans, Where I grab her by the belt loops, uh, slowly pull her towards me, and uh, then all I did was I started to unbutton her pants, and she was wearing the most beautiful little pair of white cotton panties. Oh my god, it was a gorgeous sight. And... She just said, "She goes, oh, well, uh, what are you doing?" And I said, "Well, what do you think I'm doing?" And she said, "I don't know." And then then I said, "What do you think we're gonna do?" And she said, "Well, I think, I think you wanna fuck me." And as I was, as I was, uh, I just got the the top button off, and then I zipped them down, and I took her shirt off. She was just wearing a uh, tank top at that point. She had perfect, perfect 36B breasts, and that, that is, uh, it was perfection, she had the most beautiful legs, just this powerful little tight ass, and, um, I bent her over a pool table, and, uh, I fucked her twice in 45 minutes, and, um, she was absolutely, just, dis- just, uh, we were both just destroyed, I was completely incapable of working after that, I'm just absolutely sore, sore, I mean, I went to town, I was like throwing her around and lifting her up, and she, she was short, but she had some muscles, she was a heavier girl, so that's that's two mollies, that's two mollies, and she also, she didn't ask me if she could tell her boyfriend, but she said, about a week later, she said, you know, I told your boyfriend that we fucked twice. And I said, really? And I, say, and I said, well, why'd you do that? And she said, well, he want, you know, he just kind of wanted to know what was going on. He had mentioned it before. He said it was okay for me to fuck you. And so I did, and uh, it was great. I ended up nailing her. Her and I did sex before. She came over to my apartment and stayed for a couple of days. She was cool. Um, and uh, then, Molly number three, Molly number three. I had in a lab science class at the U, and the only time she wasn't in my in my classroom part, she was only at the lab science Friday at three. Great, great time to have a labs lab class. So we were there in the lab, and uh, she was sitting over by some fraternity boy. You know, I was a little bit older. I was 25, and most kids were 22, 21 in that class, 20 maybe. Molly was 21. I can't remember her last name, it <laughs> didn't really matter, but she was probably the coolest out of them all, and, um, I only talked to her two or three times during that whole 18 weeks of the semester in lab, and, uh, she was, uh, just really nice, and, and just, god, she's incredibly hot, incredibly hot, but she happened to not be at our table, because I always latch on to, a to an Asian student, um, and... I have a little bit of trouble, and I cheat, and I have no problem doing that. So I, uh, so I did that, and I got an a And but I got to know Molly, and then there's a bar right by my house, Smiling Moose, Uptown, Caf- uh, Calhoun Square, in the beautiful part of Minneapolis, Uptown, Uptown Minneapolis, where Uptown, Town, things are really expensive. Bar. I ran into her at, um, at my little bar that I go play trivia. It's Mother Moose, my favorite bar. God rest its soul, it uh, it shut down right after I left Minnesota, in fact. But um, she was there, and she was there with some guy, and she came over to my ta- to the table where I was, you know, I just had a little table, and I was a friend of mine was there, or rather I was alone, and I was just playing some trivia about six and waiting for some other people to arrive and she comes over and she she sits down and I said hey how you doing and you know I throw on all my schmaltzy crap and she was laughing and we were having fun and she's smart she was a smart girl and I, after about the first 10 minutes I said well you know doesn't your boyfriend feel a of place over there he can come over here and join and she said oh no that's not my boyfriend he's leaving in 5 minutes and she said it's so fast I almost couldn't hear it, but I heard the vets and my boyfriend, and I thought, okay, I know how this is gonna go. So we stayed for a while, did the, you know, did a little bit of this talking, and I had some friends there, and they all wanted to go downtown, and I, I hate hate downtown Minneapolis. I just didn't don't like anything about it, but I did uh, just below. Uh, the smelling moose on, on the first floor was a restaurant called Felios and they had they made the best fucking pizza out of a real goddamn Italian pizza oven and I even remember what time it, what kind of what type it was It was uh, regular you know a cheese pizza, feta cheese and spinach and kind of like a spinach alfredo uh, mix and it is, with, uh, with Roma tomatoes, the uh, slices on top, it is incredible, incredible, and Molly and I, we sat at the bar talking and drinking, and, uh, you yeah, know, you know, when, when I'm with a girl, I don't, uh, I'm not out there to get really fucking drunk, and I'm not out there to get really late, I'm just out, I'm just out, you know, I'm just out to have a good time, and, uh, I get to know a little bit a a little bit better, and it gets to be about 11 o'clock, and we've been hanging out for a few hours, and, And she said, I'm getting getting tired. And I said, well, you know, my apartment's only three blocks away. Why don't we go there and we can, uh, you know, I got to listen to some music. watch, do something. You you know, you can have a rest. And uh, she gave me a look, and uh, it was what she wanted to hear. And I knew that there's there's certain timing when you uh, reach a certain age and you do what I do. So we went to my place, and... We had some great slow methodical beautiful sex. Not wild fucking just this. This beautiful. If I ever would say the word Meclava, that would be it. It was just so nice. She would oh she had great body. I think she must have been 21 because her body was just whew, and uh her and I met up a couple times after that. She was really nice. She was really cool. She um, she was nice. I really wish I wouldn't kept in touch with her. But I always seem to run into some other people and my life gets completely off, off track. But I did. I called her a couple times after that, like a few months later. Anyway, that doesn't matter. Then, okay, here's my line number four. I'm in Spanish class my spring semester, no, yeah, my spring semester, I'm in Spanish class, and there is a girl sitting next to me, her name was Molly, and she was a gymnast, a varsity gymnast at the university, and so that was my, my second gymnast, that was Molly, and and she sat right beside me, think uh, her name started with, like, Red Bay B.I. by Bella Hoos, my sister, so she was sitting right by me, and I thought she was just incredibly cute. And this is when I was living with Melissa. But, um, all bets were off. You know, we just, uh... I told her that if she ever brought anyone into the apartment, I'd kill them both. And I don't think I would kill them both, but I, I would have hurt them badly. And, uh, I let her know that. And I said, you know, if you want to do stuff, you can do it. You can fuck anyone you want, but just don't do it here. But I, uh... I didn't, you know, I had no problem doing that, so, that was when I was living in the house, the other three, the other two, um, the other three, uh, were previous, when I was, this is post-breakup, but this Molly was when, uh, I was still living with my sort of girlfriend, uh, and just a beautiful apartment, beautiful apartment, and, um, so one night, I saw her at the bus stop at about one of the later buses at, what, 4.30 or something. And she was, she was going to catch a bus. I didn't even know where in the hell she lived, but I, I asked her, I said, hey, why don't we, I, you know, I said, Molly, you know, because she was my, she was my little lab partner there, we'd always talk and stuff. And But Spanish is incredibly easy, so you don't really have to work at it too much. But, and, you know, I just said, hey, Molly, you know, why, why don't you come to Uptown, we'll get a few drinks, have a good time, and that you know, was Thursday, Thursday, and Uptown's always fun, and, yeah, so why don't you come to Uptown, you know, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll catch a few drinks, we'll stop it, and on the way, it was great, because the whole Uptown, middle, middle Uptown area was full of liquor and bars, there was this place called the Leaning Tower of Pizza, and, uh, yeah, real clamor, I know, but they had, uh, like, every other hour was two-for-one happy hour. And I don't know how they made any money, but we stopped in there. She said she was hungry. I said, well, what do you want to eat? You know, there's Chinese right there. There's all kinds of stuff. She said, oh, I kind of like a lot of pizza. So we had one of those and drank much beer. Uh, I liked her a lot because she liked to chug beer. Just a little, tiny girl. Uh, strong, strong legs, strong arms. Um, great, great-looking girl, beautiful blonde girl, and, uh, so then we, uh, waited for the, net, you know, went outside and waited for the bus. It was spring, it was, it was warm for the, uh, for a January, it was actually pretty warm. So, uh, we took a bus up closer and then we stop at, uh, you know, we stop at, uh, Lake in Lindale, which was, was about four blocks from my apartment. And on the way, there's a place called Bright Lake Bowl. It's one of the most interesting places. You never quite know what you're going to see in there. You see a steep-ass punk like me that's trying to be sociable and look decent enough to go to school. And and then, you know, there's people with, uh, you know, big, huge ears-stretched tattoo, not tattoos, earrings, and I'm cool with that, I would do it, but, once you stretch those ears out, man, you're done, I mean, what can you do, you haven't <laughs> cut off, I don't know, uh, anyway, and I always Brian, like, well, oh, and she said, yeah, you know, I've always wanted to hang out in this part of town, I can't believe you live here, and she was really impressed, and, and I played it straight up, well, I always played it straight up with girls, I don't, uh, I don't lie, I, I don't, there's no reason for me to lie. I uh, like my girls laugh, and I'm not out just for sex. I'm just not out for that. But it, well, uh, sure, sure, sure does help a lot. And um, I had her laughing, and then we were having a good time. It, we'd, uh, we, would had we had a picture of Foster's. I think they had on tap. Damn, I love that beer. Uh, we had a couple of, them. they called me the oil cans, oil cans of Foster's, and um, you know we had to film our drinks there, and up being about seven, so, uh, I said, you know, me you mind if I go bike, drop my bike, drop my backpack off, just, I said, I live just a block up here, and she said, no, no, let's go to your place, let's go to your place, I want to see where you live, and so, uh, we did, and, um, we, uh, she talked me into showing me my bedroom, and, uh, then it, it all proceeded from there, and I don't know. 21, maybe if anyone will ever listen to this. Uh, but the the rush of seeing a person naked for the first time is—it's is, incredible. It's incredible. She just had this. Just a beautiful body, like the other, like the other mollies. But she was she was special. She was nice. She was well. The others were nice too. But she was. Uh, I think she was. I think she was 21. Had a really good outlook on life, and she didn't really have a boyfriend at the time. and I said, Well, I don't really have a girlfriend at the time. Didn't really explain the whole apartment gig- gimmick because uh, I just told my girlfriend, I just she said, You know, if you can just stay the fuck away from here and stay wherever you want, I don't care, it's run out the lease. So she was there, you know, she was there, and uh. Then after got about ten, uh, about eleven o'clock, we—I I don't even remember where she lived. She lived up by the fuck. I don't even know where. she, I really can't remember where she lived. Uh, must be in one of the suburbs she was taking a bus to. Uh, but anyway, we just go have um, my tea, and then go back to my place, and uh, she took a cab to get her car, and I don't even know where that is. But she came back, and she had some clothes. I said, once do doing the work? she's come back and spend the night we'll Have some fun tomorrow was Saturday. I didn't work, so she did you know she came back we had uh we had a great night, great night, great night, but I actually got some sleep this time and had went to the uptown cafe had a had a chili omelet chili cheese omelet best in Minnesota. I don't even think that place is there anymore uh the famous Stinson Brothers, their mother, worked there forever, replacements, two of the original replacements, and, uh, it was, it was really cool, because if you ordered a, was it about a $7 margarita, or Bloody Mary, you got to keep the glass, it said, uh, you know, Minneapolis Uptown Diner Cafe, it was great, she enjoyed that, and, um, you know, had a few beers with breakfast, and... Just chilling out, walking down a little bit of a way isn't and then we uh just went down Middle Lake. and I hung out Light Lake Calhoun. She was uh just sweet, just sweet as hell. Just really a sweet person. And uh I didn't really inquire into her single, not single boyfriend, non boyfriend issues, that's not my business. And if she wanted to talk about that, that was fine. She asked me about my situation and I told her. But then we, you know, went back to my place one more time and spent a couple hours, um, did some, spent a couple hours together. And uh, she was sweet. And then I hung out with her a few more times during the semester and that was my, I think that was my last semester of school. Yes, it was. Yes, it was because I had to finish up uh, foreign language to get my humanities, uh, my humanities requirements out of the way. And man, I wish I would have kept in touch with her. That's a girl I could have spent some time with. And that's number four. And then that comes to that brings that brings us up. Let's shoot two and a half years ahead in time. So about twenty-eight something and I'm working at Williams Pub, you know, me, the girl, the girls thought I played football at the university, and I, they, I didn't, obviously, so there was a there was a girl, and the, a new girl came to work there, and she was really cute, and for some reason I kept, I kept calling her Laura, and she gave me this weird look. And I said, You know you know Laura, what what's you know, what's up? You give me kind of a weird look every time I say your name. She goes, Oh, well, I'm just a little shy My my name's Molly. And I thought, really? Uh oh. This could be fun. This is uh, I don't know about the odds of this. You yeah, know, but uh, odds while they're completely statistics don't don't really matter. But then uh, she was really cool and she liked hanging out with me and, because 'cause we'd go over to moved to the bar and played trivia She, because there was a couple nights she got done early and I got to know her pretty well she lived really close to me and she had a boyfriend and, but she was like a really cool girl I had along with and we would like have sleepovers and we'd have sex but it would it wasn't like pick up the other girl's kind of trashy sex she was good and it was felt like it was clean, and I felt good about myself the next day, and that, that usually didn't happen, and, uh, so there's, uh, that's a tale, the tale of five mollies, I was talking to my doctor the other day, and he said, and I mentioned that, uh, for God knows what reason, and, uh, he, he said, <laughs> here lies Brent Villahous, he had sex with five mollies, <laughs> And my cat's name is Molly, but I don't fuck her. There's no there's no bestiality going on here. And my favorite literary character is Molly Bloom from James Joyce Ulysses. And uh, that's just man, I love the name. Anyone name any girl with Molly, it's just God, ah, just a just a treat, just a treat. In another strange era in Brent's life. And let's see, I think it, I I had. Uh, I think I had sex with, like, four girls named Michelle, and, like, Lisa, and Carrie, and Amy. That was the majority of their names. Uh, Cindy, who was particularly, actually, pretty good, and she was older than me, which is, wasn't really the factor. Uh, one girl named Elizabeth was just incredible. Um, there was a lot more. I I didn't know their names. If there was three girls named Kimberly that I had sex with, and they were all fucking crazier than shit. Two of them were married. One, Kimberly, that I didn't really like, but she had a great body. And she was kind of funny, but she needed medication. Or she was on it and it wasn't working. She, she was married. And she had come back to Minnesota and. She sort of had a boyfriend here, and then she told me, she goes, oh, well, I'm married, and, you know, she had a boyfriend, and she was all worried about him, and, uh, then she showed me a picture of him, and he, he looked like a fucking pig farmer, big fat guy wearing overalls, I don't know what the hell his problem was, I don't know what he was, and I said, I said, hey, really look at me, and then look at that picture, take all of your emotions out of it. And just just tell you just ask yourself who do I want to fuck And that kind of set the tone for our relationship. I didn't like her I didn't really like talking to her. Um, I do not even know she liked me she liked, she liked my sense of humor but she didn't particularly like me for anything other than just going out and having some fun and coming back and having some fun. yeah she was she was a crazy Kimberly really. and there was another girl there's another Kimberly that I that I happen to work with and uh, she, w- she was pretty quiet, she was a quiet girl, and this was when, maybe, uh, it was just a weird time in my life, and um, she was having real problems with her boyfriend, and she briefly, like for one week, she didn't have anywhere to stay. So I was talking to her, and she said, yeah, I, I, don't have, I don't know anyone here, I don't know what's going on, I had to sleep in my car last night, and then, if, you know, of course, I, you know, I, I didn't want anyone to sleep in their car, so I said, oh, wait, why don't you come to my house, and, you know, you can clean up, and get a shower, whatever, you can stay as long as you want, I got a food, you know, I got a futon there, and, uh, you know, I, I, you know, that was, you know, kind of the altruistic thing, if, I may have to use that word wrong, but, uh, yeah, it, it, was, it was genuine. Because I was worried about. Her. I don't want to see anyone sleep in that goddamn car. I wouldn't want to do that. Uh, so she came over, and on the first night, she, you know, she. Uh, I think I gave her, you know, a pair of boxers, or something to wear, because she, her clothes were dirty, and I washed it for her for the next day. And um, then we were out, just talking, watching some television. It was late, like, and I was just in a pair of shorts. And, No no shirt, no, no much of anything really. And um, she snuggled up next to me, and she was uh, she was really happy. I could feel her shaking because she was nervous, and and I think it was because her boyfriend was violent with her, and she didn't know she she had never been treated well by by a guy, and that really. It really made me mad, and I was so sad for her, but I, uh, I did I just held her, you know, I just wanted to hold her, and, uh, she came to my bedroom, and I just, uh, I just held her all, all night, but then, of course, when two naked bodies are touching, the thing just kind of naturally happened, and, uh, we had really, really gentle, soft, Sex because she just needed to be held. She just wanted. She needed to be not yelled at or screamed at or kicked out. And I would never do those things. And uh, she stayed with me for about a week. And and she was really quiet. But she uh, she had gone through some trauma in her life. I didn't I didn't poke or prod. Well, I did, but not. uh, I didn't ask her whole lot about her life, you know, I asked about her life, and, but I, uh, you know, I never ask anyone about their previous relationships, that's absolutely none of my business, uh, but uh, she kind of opened up, and we stayed friends for quite a while, even, uh, you know, we went different jobs, and found different places to live, and I would run into her every every once in a while. She found out where I worked, and she'd come up and see me. And she was always she's always kind of afraid. But she ended up okay. She found a roommate, and uh, she found she was working at a restaurant. The last time I saw her, I think she was working downtown somewhere. And she had uh, she'd really come along well. I I think that she had a lot of problems with her parents, and uh, this over bastard of a boyfriend, who whose ass I would have kicked, but uh, she never disclosed his location. Thank goodness for him, otherwise I would have fucking laid him down on a on the curb and did a stomp and give him a give him a Canadian curb stomp and that bastard. But uh, she was sweet. She was a sweet person, and it makes me makes me uh, wonder what she's doing now, I hope she's okay, I really do, but I'll never, ever see her again, I can't even remember her last name, I don't even know if I ever knew it, uh, I didn't need to, and let's see, that was the first, no, that was the second Kimberly, and oh, four. Four girls named Kimberly, which isn't all that unique in uh, my age range, third Kimberly, who was actually the first Kimberly who I had sex with, I had worked with her at, uh, Champ, uh, not Champs, uh, Applebee's here in, uh, the great state of North Dakota, northwestern, uh, the magic city of Minot at, uh, Applebee, and I would worked there for about two weeks, and, jeez, I was like, I think I was 21 years old, just a young, skinny little, good-looking guy, I used to, well, I was a good-looking dude then. It's, uh, I was good looking until about 34, and then I just hit the skids. Uh, but, when I was 21, I, you know, I, I had been working in a restaurant before, and I was, I was pretty shy. And, uh, you know, there was a party afterwards, and everyone invited me over, there was about four girls who, well, I don't think we have to talk about that. But, uh, this, Kim, it was at her place, she lived in a trailer, trailer court, park, you know, down by the river, I'm living in a trailer down by the river, it's <laughs> a nice little place, and people were over, and, you know, I'm hanging out, people are leaving, and I'm pretty much, like, I was getting ready to go home, I only had to walk a few, few blocks, about ten, yeah, not even a mile, half, block, half a mile, and, uh, you know, she's, she's talking to me, and I'm, I'm everyone else is going, and I said, well, I, you know, if I want to ride, I gotta go talk to Leah over there, and, uh, she said, I oh, no, know, you're not going anywhere, and, um, you know, I was young, and she, uh, she really showed me some, <laughs> she helped, she really helped me learn, learn some things, she wasn't, um, you know, physically, she wasn't, she wasn't my type, she was, uh, she was shorter and a little thicker than, uh, you know, I, I'm a total bastard. You know, I, I like my girls thin and ready and athletic, and uh, she just wasn't that. But, but she was nice. She was a good person, and she didn't care. You know, like the next day, she didn't, she didn't give if I wanted to come back over. It was fine. But um, so that was that was pretty good. You know, that kind of helped shape, helped shape me in a way there because I hadn't been with uh, many girls at all until you know. Well, I was starting to hit my stride about 19, and then it was, game was on, and, and then the other Kimberly, and she was a Mormon, and we never actually had, uh, we had actual sex sex, you know, penis vagina sex, but that girl gave me the best ball jobs in the world because she wanted to get fucked so badly. I was when I was about 36, no, 34, I was before, and I was still pretty good looking, and I was in shape, doing well, you know, my mind had kind of ceased being bad to me for about a year, two years, we were together for about a, almost two years, her dad hated my guts, because I wasn't a Mormon, and um, she always, she would she just would be so, she would fuck so bad, but she wouldn't, because Mormons can't. You know, there's the premarital sex problem there. You can't have that. Uh, the no alcohol, no cigarettes, no swearing. That's not a problem. I don't have a problem with that. I don't drink, don't smoke. And I can uh I can I can curtail my swearing at any point. Not a big deal, not a problem. Good people. Um but she we would we talk about it nice and carefully, I, I don't want I don't want you to do something you're gonna regret because A um You want kids, you want a family, you want all this stuff, your church is more important to you than I am, and I I realize that, and I don't want you making this mistake, and I don't want to be the one that's going to really cause a lot of, that you'll never be able to forget, and be like, oh, that son of a bitch Brandy forced me or something, and I, I don't force anyone to do anything, ever, and she knew that, and she knew that, but, uh, she really, you know, I would put my hand down her pants and take care of her, and that didn't take more than about 30 seconds, man, she was, she was raring to go, um, but yeah, she, she just, she really enjoyed sucking my dick, uh, wow, that was good, too, that was really good, I'd, uh, I'd, you know, I'd almost rather have a blowjob than have the whole, no, actually not, any sex is good, I, uh, just the feel, actually, you know, it's not the act so much, well, I mean, it does feel good, it's great and all, but, uh, just the feeling of warm skin against you when you're in bed, it, uh, it's a, it's a magical feeling, it's something everyone should have every night, you know, I wouldn't, that would be, I'd be fine, but, but, yeah, then I got, um, uh, I was with her, and she, she was great, but she wanted to get married, so she, she married some guy that she thought that lied and said he had a whole bunch of money and lived in Oregon, and, and he didn't have fucking shit, and Mormons, they want to get married off at about 15, but I can believe it was 34 when she got married, yeah, and it was right after we stopped seeing each other that she got married. And uh, the whole time I was with her All I could think about was fucking her youngest sister, Becky And the <laughs> I'm a bastard, I'm a dirty, filthy prick I'm a dirty, filthy old man um, Yeah, just just wild Just a wild ride, it has been I have seen aliens I have sensed a Bigfoot in my presence When I was at Snoqualmie the area uh, I jumped out of planes I skied, I skied the, the highest vertical drop in the United States in the lower 48 in Montana I've been dropped out of a helicopter, a helicopter to ski I played basketball with some of the best basketball players in Minneapolis being uh, a friend Bernie Big 6 foot 8 inch white guy that just could play ball played college and uh, I couldn't kind of play college basketball. I just I didn't want to. I, I was tired of all that shit. And we would get in. We would jump in the games. And first thing we'd do is he would just throw an alley oop to me, five five nine, and I'd go up and dunk. And then all the all the black guys would be like, "Ooh, white boy can get up." And so we played. So I was one of the. I did that. I played. I played at the caged basketball court down in the hood. Where white guys like me got stabbed routinely, but I was good enough, and the guys like me. I've done. Never really did that much drugs. Never wanted to. The only thing I <coughs> abused was when I was go when I go skiing. I never wanted to sleep. I always wanted to enjoy it. Cause I was spending such a so much fucking money, about twelve hundred dollars for a good four or five day ski trip. So I would. Uh, would take, uh, effort in, straight up effort pills, you can buy them, you can still buy them at the, uh, at a truck stop, at truck stops, so, I'd buy two bottles with 150 each, and by the time, you know, the four and a half, five days, I'd get there, and come back, those bottles would be gone, uh, my ski girlfriend Cami, who, oh, she had the best body that I've and she had the greatest body I've ever seen in my life just an absolute beauty but she emotionally she was just um she was a mess she ended up getting hooked on uh, hooked on meth and you know I kind of blame myself on that for uh, I thought she I thought she kind of took our relationship the way I did that you know I cared about her a lot but I couldn't get to feelings every goddamn week or weekend I didn't you know, I always always had money for skiing, but not that much. And I couldn't go every weekend. I did spend my birthday in Bozeman one time with her and, uh, her, and uh, her and my other ski buddy. And that was, a lot of, that was a lot of fun, but it was really fucking cold. December 13th in oh, 1995, 4, 96 I can't remember which. But uh, it was great great, because, uh, it was all locals, it was, uh, you know, it was locals, it was early, luckily there was, luckily there was, uh, luckily there was snow that time of year, it was usually not, um, it's not that, not that particularly tall of a mountain that we're skiing down, and, but, uh, it was great, great snow, powder every day, Cammy was with there, was with me, you know, I think we were there for, I think we were there for a week, As uh, I finished up my finals, and Doran finished his, and we took off, and stopped Wilson, and Beer and grabbed Cammie and Billings, and hit the road, and, uh, yeah, I, you know, if I just, uh, if it would have been more, just a little bit more alert, I think, uh, I think I really could have helped her, and myself too, because I really liked her, she's just a sweet, sweet, sweet girl, I'd do anything. And one of the problems was, well, there wasn't I don't know what the hell she 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 really felt she felt like she didn't know anything and she was she was she was really smart but she uh she just had no self esteem and she came from Williston, North Dakota, uh um, during the first oil boom in the seventies and her father just made an incredible, obscene amount of money then. And so Cammie didn't have to pay for anything She had a credit card I'll tell you what, this is how Cammie rolled When we went to pick her up We would go and then we'd go out for dinner and drinks And um, she'd pick up Tab Ta- All she needed was like the clothes she was wearing And her checkbook, her driver's license And her credit card And she was good she didn't like to get ready for anything, and she had a bunch of clothes. I was at her apartment a few times, a little bit weird, but she uh, she was great, she was fun. God, was she fun? Uh, so when we'd get to Bozeman, we'd, we'd find a place to stay. Uh, she write a check for four days, you know, and pay the guy almost double when he had the room booked. And then he said, Oh, okay, we'll do that, and uh, then. We'd, she'd just go buy a, go out and buy a ski pants she had a really nice coat um, gloves, boots and she rented skis she, she had a couple really nice pairs at home but I uh, I wish I was a little bit older when when I knew her I, I think I could have spent some time with her because she was very fun but her and I would just take handfuls of effort and I think that that could have been a problem, because at that point in my life, just being 24 or 23, I don't think that, um, I don't think that I would have wanted to stop taking the, uh, the effort and, and drinking the beer, and then I would have ended up doing, uh, I don't know if I would have ended up doing math, I doubt that, but, uh, it would have been good for each other, in fact, she was a, she was kind of a health nut, it was fun, but, uh, the night is growing weary and the time is getting strange. Um, I'm going to try and record, I'm going to try and play an outro, an outro I call it, uh, Well, you know, take care of yourself and take care of someone else, that bullshit I always say. But I'm going to try and get a song to record on here and it's by uh, Time Zone, or it's by World, well uh, Time Zone, but it's called Time Zone and it's called World Destruction and I really don't know what the hell it is, but it's by John Lydon and Africa Bombata from Boogie Down Productions. Uh no, uh the KRS one and Africa Bombata featured. So uh I'm gonna try and figure that out here we go.